Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Jesse Reich. Jesse works in the Global Talent Acquisition Strategy and Delivery Team within Wells Fargo's Human Resources Division. In this episode, we talk about the benefits of small group sessions with company leadership and how adding a social chat feature to their intranet unlocked collaboration across the division. In this episode, you'll also hear Jesse talk about stories and their importance in recruiting. Stories are frequently told in written word, through pictures and video, but the companies that are telling stories through audio are driving deeper engagement with their core stakeholders. Audio offers a level of unparalleled authenticity because it's someone's voice talking about their experiences. No visual bias, no gotcha sound bites. I know what you're thinking. I can't possibly get my company recruiting story to sound like those true crime podcasts that Jesse loves. Your podcast doesn't need to sound like This American Life or Serial, I promise you. Audio scales voices in your organization, and the beauty is in the story that is told, not the six-figure production budget. Honestly, I probably shouldn't say this, but audio is pennies on the dollar to produce relative to the video that you're already doing. So where should this content live? Venly is an audio platform for businesses. You might want to share your audio to your company intranet or your consumer blog. Or maybe you want to share it to Facebook and LinkedIn. With Venly, all of this is a click of a button. And with listener engagement metrics that look more like social media insights and less like podcast downloads. Curious how your company can leverage audio as a storytelling format? Email me directly at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the great Jesse Reich. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brian. Jesse Reich has 20 years of communications experience connecting people with information when, where, and how they want to receive it. She instinctively puts audiences first, which has helped her build communication strategies and channels that empower people to have a voice with executives, their peers, and their networks. Her adaptability and curiosity in trying new things have opened up career experiences as a writer, graphic designer, project manager, executive communicator, social media manager, event planner, and email marketer. Currently, she manages internal business communications for the Global Talent Acquisition Strategy and Delivery Team within Wells Fargo's Human Resources Division. In this role, she built and cultivates a communications culture that humanizes leaders and empowers those within the recruiting function to share their voice. She is based in the Minneapolis suburbs and loves observing life through the eyes of her three kids, traveling around the world, and true crime podcasts. We just read a little bit in your bio, some of your background. Can you talk a little bit more about the scope of your work and how your team fits into the HR structure at Wells Fargo? Sure. Um, so we are supporting talent acquisition strategy and delivery, which is a division or a vertical within the HR division at the company. And talent acquisition strategy and delivery includes the recruiting function, the sourcing team, so those who are sourcing you know, early talent or veterans or any really any candidate that represents a dimension of diversity. Uh, plus, we have teams who manage all of our processes and procedures, and then also like our national partnerships and programs team who are building relationships with diverse organizations across the U.S. We're a global function. There's roughly a thousand people within talent acquisition, strategy, and delivery. Uh, my team supports business communications. And what that means is that we are supporting the audiences within 
HR or within talent acquisition strategy and delivery. Anytime we want to tell a story outside of HR or we have something that is compelling to a broader audience, we partner with our corporate communications team. And that team sits within the public affairs division at the company. So although we're working very closely together, we support the business side, corporate communications supports everything else. So the scope of our work is really, you know, like I mentioned, that it's the talent acquisition audience. So the communications programming. So we support our leader in her town halls and also her announcements. We also support initiatives at the company that have a hiring element. So right now there's a lot of focus on improving our support of diversity, equity, and inclusion within hiring. So we will partner with those program managers and leaders to develop strategic communications plan to support that work. We also are, we have a very vocal group. So we are looking for ways to provide a channel so that our employees who, like I said, are very vocal, have the opportunity to share their voice internally and with each other. And then if I think about the scope of work, there's also an element where we are helping curate stories, partnering with corporate communications. So if there's something that we think is applicable or relevant to that broader audience, whether it be in the media or Wells Fargo Stories, which is our brand journalism site, you know, we're really partnering with them and working very closely with them to ensure we're telling those, those stories in the right way externally. These stories in a very tactical way, written word, video, any, any audio, like, well, like how, how are you bringing these stories and these voices to life? So it could be a little bit of all of the above. So it really depends on what the audience need is. You know, we have this fantastic program that the company launched last year called Glide Relaunch. And it's a returner program. So if you have seven years of professional experience and you've left the workforce for two or more years and you're looking to return for, you know, whatever reason, we have a program that supports you. So you can apply for this professional internship and join the company and work in a variety of roles. And that story in particular has gotten a lot of coverage across the media and also through our brand journalism site, like I mentioned, Wells Fargo Stories. So working with corporate communications, we created infographics to tell that story so that it can resonate across social media. We've created videos. You know, there's been through our media partnerships, we've had or our Interns have had the opportunity to tell their stories via video. You know, it really depends on the audience needs of the publication who's featuring that content. Your team has done a lot of live small group sessions with leadership. You you referenced this just a moment ago. Can you talk about how these sessions came to be and what some of the outcomes are? So the small group chats are super fun. Um, They came about a couple of years ago during this time of significant change. So anytime the recruiters would jump on the phone, for example, they would hear about process changes. And I I mentioned that they're a very vocal group. So there was this need for them to connect in a way with our leader that we weren't doing yet. 
And our leader for talent acquisition is brilliant. She's super down to earth. She wants to talk to her team. She's very, just a dynamic, well-spoken leader. So you combine that with employees who have a lot to say and want to ask these really smart questions. And this idea of a small group chat was born. So I went to um, Carly, who is our leader, and introduced this idea of hosting these informal discussions with employees. So they're once a month sessions. Um, they're 15 to 20 employees can opt into them. We have a mechanism for scrubbing the list to make sure that the participants are unique each month. There's no agenda. There's very little prep. Uh, I will give Carly some thought starter questions in case the conversation lulls, which can sometimes happen. And also if there's something major happening at the company, you know, the CEO just announced new operating model or there's something in the news, we'll make sure that she's prepped to answer those types of questions. But for the most part, the calls are employee driven and they're 45 minutes long. So it's not a, it's not a huge time commitment, but we have gotten a lot of really, really good discussions out of these smaller group setting. Just last week at the call, you know, employees were asking everything from what's our return to work model to how do we fit into the broader strategic imperatives of the group to this really riveting discussion on what does hiring look like in this post-COVID world. So the outcomes of these calls have been these types of really just dynamic, informative discussions that have taught us a ton about what's on the mind of our employees. So we can use that sentiment to kind of adapt other communications. So I mentioned the communications programming, you know, we may take something from a call and expand upon it or invite the head of diversity, equity, and inclusion to talk to the team if we're hearing a lot of questions or, you know, if, if Carly's getting a lot of feedback on these calls about how we kind of fit into that structure. So we do try to extend the life of the topics that come up on the calls as well. You know, we'll share the information or a topic and add it to our internal social media site to try to see if there's more or a broader discussion can be had about it. You just mentioned the internal social media site. Your team has built out a private social chat feature right within the company intranet. What was the inspiration for doing that? And are there examples of best practices that you've developed around the development and moderation of that internal social feature? Yeah, so the company has an internal social media site and then there's the intranet. And then talent acquisition had an internet that tied all the processes and procedures together, but it wasn't really meeting the changing needs of the audience. But at the same time, the only channel that we had to use was this internal social site. Well, managers didn't want their teams to use that because of the time commitment and the risk of oversharing in the you know, busy world. Well, then COVID hit and everything kind of changed. You know, we had this new need for recruiters to connect with each other on all sorts of topics. So if you think about last year, last March, you know, we're a global company. And in the U.S., actually around the world, overnight, people changed how they had to work and where they were working. So we had employees in Hong Kong, for example, who a couple months before the U.S. 
had already started working from home. So there was like this greater need to connect on these storytelling opportunities and share these like-minded experiences in this world that was completely new for everyone. At the same time, that's the personal connection. So the work-related connection is that recruiters were asked to shift their processes, you know, essentially overnight. So they were now connect, conducting what would have been in-person interviews over video. Well, not everyone's comfortable on video, and it takes a different type of technology. And you know, sometimes it can take a different kind of skill set. So there was a need to kind of connect on that level as well. So we took this opportunity through this unprecedented time, and we're trying to find a way that we could bring the team together in a way that met managers' needs, but most importantly, the needs of the audience. And at the same time, we didn't have a budget and we didn't really have time to build anything out that was going to be extensive because we didn't have any money to do that. And we didn't have any resources as well. Well, luckily we have an employee on our team who's very skilled at HTML and the tool itself, the social tool itself. So he had this experience and we leaned on that experience to build out this kind of news and information portal for the recruiting community. So with the widgets and using that existing technology, we were able to build this flexible and scalable internet site that brought the team together. It gave them a voice. It empowered them to share ideas and empowered them to share things with each other on this new level. It's almost kind of like group therapy. You know, I've got, I'm now working from home and conducting interviews with my kids and dogs in the background. What, what are your tips or how can we share so that we have this common we have this common ground and we can kind of grow together. It also gave us a pulse on the sentiment of the team. We learned a lot about how people want to receive information by putting out, you know, just building this site and allowing them to engage with the content. It's something that we didn't have before with our old internet. The old internet was, it was a basic HTML site with, with search functionality. So we now have this way that we could tell if the content was resonating with employees in the way we were expecting it to or the way that it was we weren't expecting it to so we learned a ton as far as moderation of the site you know we haven't had to do a ton because it is an opportunity it's a proactive opportunity and the intent of the site to share news and information with each other is pretty informal we haven't had to do a, a ton of moderation. Um, as far as best, best practices go, growing up in internal communications and, and having the experiences that I've had, I think that a lot of other internal communications professionals can tell you that you learn how to adapt with very little so or do a lot with very little. So we didn't have a budget, so we had to get creative because the audience needed something that we weren't providing. And the need was so great that we had to solve for it in some way. So you do kind of get this in internal communication, this creative problem solving, because you have to do a lot of things and you want to meet the needs of your audience. You want to empower them with the voice. You know that you have some tools and opportunities to do that. And then you just kind of do it and figure it out. And that has worked very well. 
Customer stories are a big tool for many corporate communications and marketing teams. Are there new hire stories that you tell or maybe internal recruiting stories that you tell? And does it all live internally or, or will you leverage that and share that externally to LinkedIn, for example, or on a company newsletter? Um, in a past life, I had experience managing the content distribution amplification strategy for Wells Fargo Stories, which I mentioned earlier, is our brand journalism site. So I really had the opportunity to see firsthand how stories can shape the perception of, of a company. And in recruiting, or if you think about recruiting, stories, perception is everything. So company, it's, the, it's really the stories that make a company relatable. And recruiters need to be empowered to tell those stories or tell the story of the company in a way that's going to make people want to come work at Wells Fargo. So recently, our biggest opportunities in sharing stories have been related to, like I mentioned, that Glide relaunch program. We are constantly looking for opportunities to humanize the experiences of these programs that we're managing or these hiring programs that we're managing. So it's, if it's early talent or if it's related to veterans, uh, ambassadorship or anything. And then we've got Glide Relaunch where these stories that are coming out of the program are fascinating. We have stories of, you know, one of our professional interns spent two years on an RV traveling the United States. And we have stories of working moms and dads who are trying to return to the workforce. Or maybe it's a military spouse whose lifestyle just wasn't conducive to having a full-time job. So now they're looking to re-enter the workforce. And we'll take those stories and try to humanize it to get people to want to apply to the program. And that has gone really well. I mentioned that we've gotten some really great media coverage on that. And, you know, even though not every story is a fit for media, it still is, a, it still just gives you that feel for why someone would want to work for the company. Okay, so our employer brand team also does a great job of telling stories. They're really the team that is mining stories for LinkedIn or the Muse on what it's like to work at the company. So again, humanizing the experience. We might have a day in the life story of someone who works in the call center. And we're using that opportunity to answer the question for candidates, you know, why Wells Fargo? So I kind of relate it to like a realtor who's showcasing a house. You know, they're designing rooms and putting furniture in specific places so that you can picture yourself living in the house. Well, we're using storytelling to do the same thing and the, using the channels to share that story where it makes sense for the audience. And then I just wanted to share one last thing about this, and it's that we, we are regularly partnering with corporate communications. So I mentioned that our audience is really, you know, within the HR function. It's really imperative for us to maintain that type partnership with corporate communications to help them identify and then curate the right stories for the audiences that we, and sometimes, or in some cases, they want to reach, whether that's internally or externally. Jesse, thank you again for being here with me and for all of your wisdom today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Jesse, thank you again for your time and your wisdom today. If you like this episode, you will love the next conversation with Dan O'Mahony. 
Dan is the GM and EVP at Inkhouse, a top integrated PR agency that works with some of the most exciting startups in the world. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, with Dan.